Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Probably This Kyle and Jew with your sneak peek at next week for episode number 370. Comics originally releasing March 22nd, I believe, 2017. Or almost through March. March, of course, a five release week month. So we'll nice. see if this is the week that uh, a few of our publishers take off or not. But, Drew, before we step into the world of what's coming out in your LCSs this coming Wednesday, do you have anything from our listeners or anything else from around the world of comics? Well, it is a happy St. Patty's Day to all of you. Oh, my shillelagh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking forward to your uh, Shrek accent, uh, your Shrek imitation. <laughs> do the rest of the podcast with that accent, if you don't mind. You're the donkey. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's enough. Um, right, sorry. Um, Michael Lamb says the 7-2 Eternity number 5 silver foil that he was going to try to... I believe he was the one... Was he wanted it for, for sub $10. <laughs> he wanted it below $10. He's now, he now says it's selling for 50 bucks on eBay already. It's a 1 in 25. Um, and this looks like it's almost like a one per store variant since the sales are around 25000 for this title. And um, so he's, um, I think he's uh, now uh, resigned to the fact that it's not going to be a an eight dollar book. Do you pay twenty five <laughs> for it? I don't even pay twenty five for it. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm staying. I assumed that was your boat. I wanted to double check. Yeah. Um, he said I have more recent pain when it comes to selling too early. Um, so he feels my pain. On all the things that I've sold to her. Mm -hmm. Like, and, just just now we hear all these wonderful rumors of a release date for a Venom movie. Uh, so I want to say, Drew, now's the perfect time to spell your, sell your Spider-Man 300. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. If only it still existed in my house. Ah. Um, he sold a, do a God Country number one cover A for 12 bucks when it came out. Um, and it's now gone for $40. Cover B gone for 30 and, and now he's asking, well, is now a good time to sell it again? Uh, CGC 9.8s are over $150 now, so maybe you should get it graded? Is that the way to go? He's asking. This is a tough one because you're going to send it, get it graded. By that, it'll be on issue six, and you're wondering if it'll still be hot by issue six, or we yeah. think the big heat is on the first three or four issues. Again, I, this is one that I have the rule of three on. I have cover A's, I have cover B's, I have second prints, I have multiples of everything on this. So I'm firing, I think, an A and a B off now. Making yeah. my money back, and then I can play with house money for the long term on that one. I, It's so well written um, that I can see it being worth more by the time your encapsulation comes back. Uh, yeah, grade it. Get it graded. That's Get it fine. graded. You're yep. pulling the trigger on grading. Okay. And I'm saying sell it. <laughs> Take your $40. But, you know, I have nothing but regrets. So, um, but that's that's what I would go. Yeah. Because um, I'd rather have $40 for a $2 book investment. True that. Um, hey, I saw Law Logan this weekend. have to say it was the Wolverine movie I've been waiting for. A great story. And an intro for X-23 was perfect. Have you seen it? What do you think? Okay, well, I went to the movies. All locked and loaded to see Logan, and uh, got vetoed by the wife, who <laughs> we went to see Fist Fight instead. You know, no first appearances in Fist Fight, so it sucked. 
And uh, I didn't get to see Logan, so I hope it was great. And I, maybe next time it'll be my turn to pick the movie, and I'll get to pick Logan. So Me and the wife you, Did you got away it? last week to go to the movies, and I was all excited to see Logan. And we saw The Shack, so I as well have not seen Logan. <laughs> oh, man. There are also... No first appearances of Jesus in the shack. <laughs> That's right. Not the first appearance of Jesus. I believe this was the first appearance of Jesus as a uh, small black woman. So that's something to <laughs> run away with. <laughs> not going to help us on the spec market. Absolutely not. Doggone it. Uh, Michael says, happy St. Patty's Day to you and your families. Appreciate it. Right back at you, Michael. And to all of you listeners, happy St. Patty's Day. Top of the morning, all that. Um, favorite Irish comic book character has to be Cassidy from The Preacher. And will you guys be drinking green beer during the podcast? Uh, I had a little green beer earlier tonight. Don't have any currently. I'm drinking water, trying to stay awake through this podcast. Um, but I did have some green beer today. Kyle, I'm going to guess you said no. To I do not, but I am actually staring at a 50 milliliter uh, bottle of Bushmills, so I may crack that open just for uh, Irish sake. Is that Irish? Is Bushmills Irish? Yeah, yeah, it's an Irish. Cool. Um, uh, Michael goes on to say, Jake Scott Campbell X-Men variants go on sale Saturday, March 18th. That's tomorrow. Um, this might go up tomorrow on the 18th. Um, so that's not going to give you a lot of time to do this. Um, they look great. It's $80 for the pair. And I'm looking at, he gave me some screenshots, and they are beautiful J. Yeah. Scott Campbell variants. Um $80 for the three-pack? That seems crazy high. Um, but That's the norm came. now. And uh, lately, if you look at the trend with those, the three-pack will sell out on the day or the day after, and yeah. then it'll slowly wane through the two-pack and the single cover, or the single the cover A. Yeah. Um, Michael then says, um, I'm going to slice a little wound open on Drew's hand and pour some salt in there. And talk about the Werewolf by Night 32 that is so hot right now because of a possible Netflix television show for Moon Knight. It is like a thousand dollar book when it's CGC'd, uh, uh, you know, uh, 6.5 or 8.5. He's, he's showing me an 8.5 that just sold for 825. And, uh, did I tell you I sold my raw for 200 bucks? So. I am crying in my green beer right now. <laughs> crying in my green beer because it's gone. I think I still have a 33, so I still have a second appearance somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, Toss it up. Not, There's no reason, reason to hold it. You got no run to put together. I got no run. Um, I've already sold my full run of Volume 1. I had a complete run of Moon Knight Volume 1. I had a complete run of Volume 2. I had all... I had a complete run of like every volume of moon knight and i think i've sold them all at least once yeah and i'm building them again so that short run which was what 10 issues like ish, volume four or five you you've sold that one multiple times the bendis yeah no i've only sold that one once which one did you pull through the quarter sale and and uh flip a couple times yeah there there was a six issue i think that i, that I sold a couple of times yeah and um and then i the the beautiful run was the the Spectre run with uh, there at the end of his run there was like this really cool artist that took over at the end 
and I can't remember his name for some reason. It's totally blanking. Um, Jim Lee. No, not not quite Jim Lee, <laughs> but but he he was really a sought after guy, and so it was tough to get those. And and I sold that run for a ton at the time, and it's no longer a ton now. Now it would be a steal. So uh, live and learn, live and learn. Um, mm-hmm. But. I love Moon Knight. I love putting the runs together. I love selling the runs. I love doing it again over and over and over again. And there's something. It, it's my. Um, I don't know what it is. I just. It's, lo- your, I, it's your white whale. You're forever chasing Moon Knight. I'm a forever chasing Moon Knight runs just because I love the character and I love to put them together. And then I love to sell them to somebody else who loves them as much as I do. It's the same thing with me and Nightwing. I'm always trying to complete every Teen Titans run I can, every old mm-hmm. Robin yeah. run I can, every Batman yeah. and Robin run I can that has them. I'm, I'm always making a little bit, just not making a lot like I mm-hmm. probably would have right now. Um, Wolf Warner, our boy, uh, says, No longer is God Country one of the best underrated books of 2017. Now it's simply one of the best of 2017. And uh, to which I say, hey, pump the brakes, buddy, because it's got three issues out. I don't know. I don't know if you can pull the trigger on that quite yet as the best of 2017. Can you? I mean, if it's well written and it's well done, I mean, throw it up there until something knocks it off. And I, I don't know. I need a dozen issues of something before I'm saying it's the best of best of the year, right? You had four issues of Southern Bastards, and it was the best of the year for you. Ooh, ooh, are you using my words against me? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. That is All a right. tactic my wife taught me. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it can be. Um, and it is good. I've only read the first two. I haven't read the first three, so maybe that third issue puts it over the top. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be right there with you. Uh, Mo Walker says, uh, I know how much you love the Todd Farland, the Todd McFarlane one in one thousand Venom. Oh, now the X Men get their own shot of. Uh, I guess he's saying they get a one in one thousand. I think that's what he's saying. Yep, that's crazy. It, it's just weird that you have like with Venom number five, the book's selling like garbage, and you still have a one in one thousand variant on issue five of the book selling very little. Yeah, I mean. Okay, how do you even sell a thousand of that to get the one? You know, down. Who's gonna buy those? Midtown. Anyone? Midtown, maybe? Maybe DCBS? Yeah. Maybe. I don't even know if they'll get it. Um Jason from Hawaii says, Hey, the Inhumans are filming at the Hawaii State Capitol this past Sunday on the twelfth of March. They've been in Hawaii for the last two 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 weeks filming. And I think they're, he said, I don't think they were just filming in Oahu. When I first heard they were going to film here, I should have signed up to be an extra. No kidding. Absolutely. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, Jason, you could have been in uh, the Inhumans. And I can't believe that they would um, film in Hawaii. I mean, what a terrible place to, to, to film a production. <laughs> I mean, oh, we should have come to Southeast Ohio where it's sleeting and uh, miserably cold in March. It's I terrible think here. What the uh, the hills of southern Southeastern Ohio could use is some pterogen mist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what we need. 
Hey, and our friend um, Derek Royal over at Karmic's Alternative says, hey, just ordered a couple things using your Amazon link. Um, and uh, so there should be a little moolah coming your way. We appreciate that. Derek, I don't know if we if it's still active. Uh, it's up there on our website. Feel free to click on it and use it. Um, I haven't got a check from them for like a year. So uh, I don't know if we, maybe we suck so bad that <laughs> we haven't actually met the threshold yet. Uh, but we appreciate any kind of contributions like that that you can send our way. Um, so thank you, Derek. And uh, check out his, his, his Comics Alternative podcast that focuses mostly on the back half of previews and uh, non-big two publishers and some really good stuff. They really, really mine um, the smaller publishers and and tell you what's up and the good stuff too. That's where I learn about some of the really, really cool stuff um, that sometimes falls between the cracks. So check out Comics Alternative. 90% guys. of the books that they talk about, I have never heard of. You know, but then when I read them, I'm like, how did I not know about this? This thing mm -hmm. is amazing. I mean, I list, I read the um, that Andre the Giant comic because they were talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I don't care about Andre the Giant or wrestling. It was great. It was great. I think it was Box Brown did that. And uh, March, they talked about March, the John Lewis, um, Martin Luther King graphic novel. Uh -huh. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, and I'm only through book one right now so there's two more books after that um and it just it's just they they just they know the gr the really great stuff that usually gets put put out as an ogn and that's you know we we miss the ogns we focus on the the floppies so we miss mm -hmm. a lot of those cool things um but just great reads really great reads um at recently at emerald city comic-con in seattle washington which we talked about That'd be a cool place to go after we after we go to San Diego and Heroes Con and Charlotte and maybe New York. New York Con. That's like four. That's like the fourth on the bucket list of Comic Cons to go to is Emerald uh, City. I got Hawaii above all that. <laughs> well, yeah, we we actually need to go to Hawaii and and, and sleep on Jason's couch um, <laughs> uh, for that one. That would be cool too, but. They did their announcements of upcoming releases. And I don't know if you got a chance to look at that, Kyle. Looking um, at it now, actually. Uh, our boy Justin Jordan, who mm -hmm. does your spread book, is coming out with something called The Death of Love with artist Donald DeLay. Um, it's about a, self, a bitter, self-proclaimed nice guy who gains the ability to see the Cupidi, who are responsible for love in the world. Um, who he in, then ends up in a bloody and hopefully hilarious war with. That looks kind of cool. Very mm -hmm. interesting. One that um, caught my eye was Redlands with Jordi Belair and Vanessa R. Del Rey. Yeah, and she's going to be doing the, the writing on that, right? Yeah, that's why I thought that was very intriguing. She's uh, transferring all her colorist skills over and uh, seeing how she does with the writing aspect. Because, of course, it's a very easy translation from coloring books to writing books mm -hmm. <laughs> hopefully um a book called family tree by jeff lemire and phil hester 
who did uh, who's doing Green Arrow and 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 is doing Shipwreck over at um, Aftershock. Um, Jeff Lemire doing some doing a lot of stuff. He's spreading himself a little thin. Just you know not him? a lot of stuff from Marvel. <laughs> not no. Yeah, he's probably going to be leaving Moon Knight pretty soon. Hope that's not the end of Moon Knight. He's he's done after fourteen, so we just solicited the last Moon Knight with Lemire. Really? Mm-hmm. And we don't know yet if who's taken over. I am if, unaware if it's dying on the vine. I can't blame him because sales aren't there. Um, but yeah, Jeff Lemire spreading himself thin. You know what I feel about that? Sometimes a writer, once they get to four, five, six books, uh, diminishing returns at that point. This is about an eight-year-old girl who literally begins to transform into a tree. Her single mom, troubled brother, and possibly insane grandfather embark on a bizarre and heart-wrenching odyssey across the back roads of America, desperately searching for a way to cure her horrifying transformation before it's too late. Anything? What do you think? Check it out? Not... I. Maybe. Um, I'm yeah. not as interested in that as I am as a shirtless bear fighter <laughs> from writers Jody Lehep <laughs> and Sebastian Gerner with new coming artist Neil Vendrill. Um, let's see here. After being betrayed by the bears that raised him, uh, the legendary shirtless bear fighter wanders the forest he's sworn to protect fist-fighting bears, eating flapjacks, and being the angriest man the world has ever known. I'm not sure how many issues you can get out of that storyline, but you had me at Shirtless Bear Fighter. <laughs> shirtless Bear Fighter is a really good elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that. Uh, we've got Flavor by uh, writer Joe Keating, who is doing Ringside, which I like, and Shudder, which I think you liked. No, Shudder was awful. Okay. So Ringside that I liked, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And artist Wook Jen Clark uh serve up flavor about a young chef in a closed off metropolis whose economy surrounds the touring of and some argue exploitation of young chefs when she's registered for the cooking tournament she discovers the dark underbelly of the city why they exploit the young chefs where their food's coming from and why she's got to fight against it all so it's a lot like starve i was gonna say brian wood did this already yeah uh, there's also one called Generation Gone by Alice Cott, who um, we liked in some of his stuff, and some of his stuff was just weird. Yeah, very hit or miss. Um, so this is Generation Gone, and it asks what happens when three disenfranchised millennials who are already planning to rob a bank get superpowers? What happens when two of them are in a toxic relationship that implodes shortly after? Think Unbreakable meets internal, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and you're starting to get it. Uh, good, good couple of uh, combos there. I like both those movies. So if it's if it works that way, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Anything else uh, striking your fancy? Uh, not really, and I wasn't that impressed with this lineup this year. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons more. Um, we hit some of the ones that were kind of interesting to us. But for the most part, there are no superstar creators. There are no um, Mark Millar, Greg Capullo combinations that you're just like, holy moly, I don't even care what this list says. I got I to gotta see that. 
Um, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, they're doing what they can. I think they've already kind of mined that gold for a while, and um, it's going to be a while maybe. They've already probably got all those creators underneath their shingle for now, and uh, it might be a while before the next batch of superstar creators comes over to it. Image for a creator owned, right? It's very possible. Yeah. Uh, we have no numbers. Um, so I think that's it. We can just go right into Sneak, right? Yeah, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Let's click on upcoming releases. Let's follow it over to March 22nd, 2017. I'm going to click on the table view because the gallery view gives me cross-eyedness. So let's start, Drew, where we always start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Well, I'm excited about um, Black Hammer. Um, I haven't had a, an issue of Black Hammer since the annual, which was great, but upset you a little bit because it was a $6 book. Yes. Um, so now we're back to three ninety nine books. This is Black Hammer number seven, and we're coming back to the story, and it's a little more affordable for your palette there and your, your wallet. Um, this has been a great, this has been a great, great book and really awesome trade i hope you guys if you didn't pick it up in single issues you pick it up in trade and it's something that, that i think you really you really enjoy and uh could be something in, that he's in for the long haul i hope so there you go rebels these free and independent states number one of course this is brian wood writing his rebel series and this is a one-off um this one dealing with the same seth abbott character but uh a little independent from the story that we read prior to this. Um, in 1775, Seth Abbott fought to win his fellow Americans the independence. In 1794, his savant son, John, comes of age as their new nation faces multiple threats, high seas, terrorism, fresh aggression from Britain, and intense political division at home. When Congress... When, when Congress... When Congress authorizes building America's first navy, the famous Six Frigates... John Abbott signs up. Ah, so we're dealing with Seth's son. So um, I think those were well written. I like that stuff that's steeped in American history because I'm a big fan of American history, along with the the comic books. So uh, I will be checking it out. And I have nothing else in Dark Horse. All right, Dark Horse. Let's head on down to DC. Well, first and foremost, it's it's time for action. Action nine seventy six, which is the finale. Of the Superman Reborn. Uh -huh. So we should be able to figure out exactly what's up with Clark at this point, if we haven't. I'm mm -hmm. still like a couple issues behind. Do you already know? No. Well, I've, se I've seen independently from reading the books. Okay. So um, yes, I do know exactly what's going on. You do know exactly what's going yes. on. And I think I'm still like an issue or two behind on maybe the Superman or one of the crossovers. Um, but this is the finale of Superman Reborn. So uh, his life has drastically changed. And that's all we are saying for now, except you won't want to miss it. And Patrick Gleason's been crushing this, and uh, I, I, all this, the both the the Superman title and action are top notch, and I can't recommend them enough. Dog on it. Teen Titans number six, The Rise of Aqualad, part one. New story, new city, new member? 
It was a big question mark at the end of it, or was yeah, that yep. you? Nope, that was that was me getting the proper inflection. Yeah. And this is the point in the podcast where we look at Wonder Woman 19 variant to look at Jenny Frizen art. And this is an odd book, so I'll be um, an odd numbered book. <laughs> Not just an odd book. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be reading this one. But I'm close to dropping again. It's just getting kind of kind of a snoozer. Yep. Flash is finishing its Sins of the Father storyline, so it'll jump on a new one next week. And I do have that Super Sons second printing coming in mm-hmm. uh, because it, for a, for the longest time it had um, no new the cover image wasn't shown. So I was assuming that it was a new cover, and now I see the cover image, and it looks to be just a red version of the original cover. That is correct, sir. So I, I, I it was a waste of three bucks. <laughs> Possibly. So oops, oops on that. Anything else in DC? Not really. I might miss something, but uh, eh, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing jumping out at me. Nothing for me either. Let's head on down to IDW. Um, Brutal Nature, Concrete Fury. Um, this is the art by uh, Ariel Olivetti. Uh, he's, he's pretty darn good. Yeah. So he's a heck of an artist. Um, this I think is a, a continuation of a of a previous volume that mm-hmm. I didn't read, but I'm going to check this one out because. Olivetti art is um, is darn good. Uh, in the future, glistening buildings line the city skyline. In the future, rich and powerful men wish to exploit power they don't fully comprehend. In the future, a new warrior emerges, a shapeshifter that will help the people rise against the forces of oppression. Um, so, sounds good to me. I'm going to check it out and check out some of that glorious Olivetti art. There you go. Helena Crash number one with writing by Fabian Rangel and art by Warwick Johnson Caldwell from writer Fabian Rangel from Space Writers and artist Warwick Johnson Caldwell of Tank Girl comes a new pulse-pounding, caffeine-fueled, sword-swinging, machine-gun-firing, car-crashing sci-fi adventure comic. In a future where coffee is illegal, Helena is a courier delivering black market goods to anyone who can afford her services. Coffee's the new cocaine, brother. Have you heard? Yeah, um, I'm down for that. I, I already feel like it's the new cocaine. So, uh, Michael Recycle number one by writer Eleanor Wharton and art by Thomas Zoller. Tom Zoller, nice. <laughs> I love how you got that at the back end of it. Um, join environmentally conscious kid crusader Michael Recycle as he makes his the eco friendly leap from books to comics. Michael's green adventures are about to get a whole lot messier when he faces threats to Earth's environment from all over the globe. In this premiere issue, Michael and Solar Solar Lola team up with Bootleg Peg to stop the polar ice caps from completely melting in Mission Meltdown. Can the trio save the residents of North Pole before it's too late? So it's very all agey. But Tom Zoller? Heck yeah! There you go. He's awesome. I love him. So odd for us, a couple of bright spots from IDW for Yeah. Man, that's great. We also have Ghostbusters 101 number one. Um, Just because it's new, I'm pointing out, isn't that? I'm not a big Ghostbusters guy, especially as one of their 
properties. Yeah. All right, Drew, anything else from IDW? No. Let's head on down to Image and see what they've got for us this week. Holy crap, we talked about curse words. Here we have curse words number one, third printing, curse words number two, second printing, and our two for our new curse words number three. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, not, and you weren't a fan. <laughs> not, not my thing. Um, Beauty. Beauty's been great. Uh, the last issue 12 was fantastic. And this is 13. So a killer is targeting the beauty infected, and it's up to Detective Foster and Vaughn to stop and to find and stop them before they strike again, which is nothing like uh, what was going on in Volume 12. It was basically just a dude who was dating in the world of the beauty. It was kind of a standalone issue, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful read. Um, they've they've kind of it's it's kind of like. They've established this world of the beauty where this STD that makes you beautiful and kills you um, exists. And now they're pulling an, an Astro City where, okay, here's the world and we're going to just explore different characters uh, that touch this world. And the different, they just keep choosing these characters and you don't know who they are and you hang out with them for an issue or two or an issue or an arc and it's just fantastic stuff um they're doing they're doing really really wonderful stuff and um hats off to jeremy hahn and jason hurley and the art by Tom thomas uh Nockschleck on this one but it's hahn and hurley that are the doing the heavy lifting on this book and they're the their creative vision and and I love it. Hmm. Very cool. Magdalena number one. We've got this book by Teeny Howard and Ryan Katie with art by Christian Dilbari. I'm going to go with that. Because the series premiere, the Magdalene has always defended the world from demonic evil, empowered by the blood of Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene in her veins. But when a brush with death leaves her gravely wounded, Patience decides to seek out the next in the bloodline and train her replacement. The replacement, meanwhile, is having enough trouble with finding her purpose, even without the whole holy warrior gig. Nice. I don't know if you've been reading uh, Loose Ends, but this is a four-issue miniseries originally released by 12 Gauge Comics. It's written by Jason Latour with art by Chris Bruner. And uh, this is the third issue. This The first three issues were also released by 12 Gauge. Fourth issue never came out. So once we get through this third issue here, then the following issue will be new story. So for those of you who um, checked this out back in 12 gauge, it's probably not a lot of new stuff, maybe just polished up a little bit. For me, it's all new, and it's been cool. I like it. I like the world that he's building, uh, weird characters that he's that he's throwing in this. And, um, and you should check that out. Um, but it might be a fun trade, too. If you want to hold out for that, I get it. I get it because... Uh, Definitely no spec with the with the twelve gauge being the original purveyors of of this book. Mm -hmm. 
spread is on its 20. I think we talked about it going to 27, maybe? Is that right? I can't remember off the top of my head. I gotta look that back up. I got that written down somewhere. Uh, Under rent. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Were you still talking about spread? Nope, I'd moved on. Okay, well, we'll uh, I'm going to touch on Reborn number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, first four, really good, really good comics. Um, I really like this book a lot. This is another Mark Mark Millar, um, Greg Capullo book. And I, do we know yet if this has been uh, called a, a miniseries yet? Because it still I'm shows just as an ongoing to me. Um but this is a really fun afterlife story. Um, beautiful art. Really cool story. Um, not sure where it's going, but it's been fun. Wow, did you see that 7 to Eternity Artist Proof Edition? Yeah. You want 25 bucks for it. That's the giant oversized one that's three feet tall or whatever yeah it's like issue one and two together of seven to eternities first two issues in oversized 11 by 17 format it doesn't fit on your shelf you can't bag and board it kind of a hassle yeah. um but pretty pretty hey. to look at uh we talk about underwinter number one yet no uh series premiere from ray fox uh part one critically acclaimed creator ray fox launches his new monthly horror series Underwinter, twisted portraits of our dark world beginning with the perverse and topical symphony, a beautifully painted tale of music and cruelty in the modern age. Four dollars. <laughs> Four dollars. I'm not a big horror guy, but like things like Nailbiter have subtly changed my mind on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anything else in no. Image? Nope. All right, let's head on down to Marvel and see what shenanigans we have afoot from Marvel. <laughs> well, uh, in Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 14, um, as we're making our way towards uh, Secret Empire in a couple of months, Madam Hydra. She's been pulling the strings on Captain America's life since before he even existed. Um, Madam Hydra is the focus of this. Is she an existing character? Do you know? Not sure on that one. I'm not either. Uh, So, folks, if you know that she's not, that she's new, maybe we check this out. If she's been around for a long time and we're just dumb... Viper or Matern Hydra is an existing superhero from back in the day. Is she? Yep. I don't know her. For some reason, I don't know her. Yeah, Viper, formerly known as Madame Hydra, is a fictional supervillain appearing in American comic book publisher Marvel. She is a foe of the Avengers and the X-Men. I I think it would be interesting to see if she was... Is she the one... If you've been reading this, I don't know if you've been reading this or not, but is she the one that took young Steve's mom under her wing and brought her into the Hydra organization? Is that, no is that is that who nope. she is? I don't know. I don't know. She was cool. That was a cool character. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving this Nick Spencer run, so I'm, I'm excited about it. 
Iron Fist number one comes out next Wednesday, and ironically enough, Iron Fist, the Netflix series, just started last night. Lots of hate on the internet previous to it um, from the people I know in my circle that have started watching it. They didn't. They thought it was pretty good. Oh, yeah? Uh, so we shall see. So Ed Brisson writing it. Mike Perkins on art for Iron Fist number one. Ed Brisson, man. I like him. He's a good writer. I like him. I like the stuff he does. Mm. We have Unworthy Thor number five of five. So we are finishing this mini with Thor and his new Mjolnir. Um, all I wanted from this series is to tell me what in the heck was whispered in his ear to make him unworthy from the get-go. And I don't think we've gotten that, and I don't know if we're going to get that. So I'm angry. I thought you said we were going to get that. I was under the impression we were going to get that. Dirty liar. I do that sometimes. Spider-Gwen 18. The conclusion to the Gwen and Miles crossover. So um, we'll get we'll get their kiss relived. Uh, sit, sit in Sitting in a Tree, Part 6. Um, they, they're really good together. Really good chemistry. Reminds me a lot of the Peter Parker Silk chemistry that was unrealized um, back in issue four of Spider-Man or so. Um, so uh, good stuff there, and, I, and I'm enjoying that. Anything else in Marvel, sir? Uh, not really, no. Of course, got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 17. Can't, can't um, go without mentioning no, that. But she's uh, apparently Storm and her extraordinary X-Men come to Yancey Street. So X-Men meets Moon Girl. Fun, fun, fun. All right, Drew. We're going to look at our smaller publishers, our Boom Studios, our Dynamites, our Aftershocks, our Black Masks, our Oni Press. How about Anno Dracula from Titan Comics, written by Kim Newman with art by Paul McCaffrey. In 1895, Prince Dracula has ruled Great Britain for 10 years, spreading vampirism through every level of society. On the eve of Dracula's jubilee, radical forces gather to oppose this tyrant. Kate Reed, a vampire journalist and free thinker takes a seat on the Revolutionary Council of Seven Days, though she learns that the anarchist group harbors a traitor in its midst. The Grey Men, Dracula's dreaded secret police, have been ordered to squash all resistance to the rule of the arch-vampire. With intrigue on all sides, the scene is set for an explosive addition to the Anno Dracula series. Okay, so there is this is a pre-existing deal. Um, seems like a, there's all, a lot of world already built there. So if you don't already know what's going on, probably not going to be that great. Yeah. Right? That's my guess as well. And the solicit had me yeah. nodding out. Yeah, it was way too much already pre-existing world building that had happened. That I did not know that Anno Dracula was already a thing. Bloodshot Reborn Zero issue from Jeff Lemire. Perhaps the most important issue in Jeff Lemire's continuing Bloodshot epic. Don't miss this very special story as we unveil a shocking new revelation in the Bloodshot saga. The next chapter of Bloodshot starts here. Hmm. I haven't read much Bloodshot, but I hear good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is like the 40th relaunch by this guy, by Bloodshot at this point, right? So I don't know. I don't know how excited I can get. 
How about Black Flame number one from Devil's Due First Comics, written by Peter Gillis with art by Tom Sutton and Don Lomax. From the archives, featured selection, Peter Gillis and Tom Sutton's original Dark Fantasy series may be the best-kept secret of comics Bronze Age. Never before collected, Black the Black Flame returns in a long-overdue archived collection. Complete 21-chapter saga features... A.K.A. Digitally... We Don't Care. Okay, so you're done. You're checking yep. out. Yep. And it's six bucks. Yeah. Six bucks. Yeah, twice skipped it. So you got to be a big fan, big fan of the Black Flame to want that want that one. There you go. From Vault Comics, we have Powerless number one by David Boer and art by Nathan Gooden and Mike Spicer. Billy Bannister lives in a world without superheroes, not because powers don't exist, but because everyone has them. After the outbreak of PVR, a virus that rips away those abilities, quarantine emerges to stop the spread. An elite agent. Billy is the last line of defense against contagion, but his loyalty is tested when the infection hits too close to home. I saw this originally. I thought, oh, Powerless number one is a tie into that uh, NBC TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's not. Not at all that. Not at all. But an interesting storyline nonetheless, so uh, maybe something to look at there. President Evil number one. Actually, a one-shot. From Antarctic Press. David Hutchison on art and writing. After two zombies, after two zombie-packed terms of Barat, the new candidates have decided that eight is enough and it's time to end this abomination. Man, there's too many puns. Too many puns. Way too many puns. Yeah, but you've got a zombified version of Hillary and Trump on the cover of it. Oh, my God. We don't want that. Uh, there's a second issue of Heathen, from also from Vault Comics. Mm-hmm. By Natasha Alterici, uh, who's also doing the art, and a cover by Tess Fowler. Um, the the vault stuff is kind of hot, I'm hearing. So um, number issue two might be uh, the way to look, uh, a good way to look at it. You never know. Traditionally, you're lower of the print runs a lot of times. I and I haven't I haven't read any of the vault stuff yet, so I don't know if it, uh, how it reads. We also have um, uh, a doll face, number three. Um, uh-huh. This book is still still kind of hot, and uh, the first two issues were great. I liked them very very much. Um, it is Action Lab, which I tend to stay away from. Action Lab, I'm sorry, Action Lab is Danger Zone. They're in print, um, but this this has been a good a good comic so far and this is the third issue and it's probably still a low print run so a uh, good opportunity there very nice mm, that's about it for me I think yeah I think that's all for me as well so Drew we finished up what's coming out March 22nd but here's the point of the podcast where I ask you what your pick of the week is what's the book to pick up throw in that short box and either flip here in a couple weeks when it price goes up or hold for a small amount of time as the best spec book of the week true so uh what do you got for me i think i'm gonna go with magdalena and uh hmm. with by writer teeny howard and ryan katie which you uh, highlighted earlier mm-hmm. and it's just i think that has the opportunity to be um a hot book and it is uh, an image book and so that's the one i'm picking 
<laughs> that's what you're picking. Um, there's not a whole lot that really tickles my fancy this week necessarily. Nothing really jumped out at me. Yeah, some there's some IDW choices, but IDW has been um, not that friendly to us speckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to have to be something from the back half if it's going to be anything. Um, I'm going to say Heathen number two. Yeah, that's a good call. Yep, so look for Heathen number two to be uh, hard to get. So if you see it, snag it up. Um, a lot of great reads, but unfortunately the spec market doesn't have a ton, at least in my eyes. But if you guys think there's something out there that we're missing or need to spec a little harder on, feel free to drop us a line. On Twitter, at Comics Fun Profit. Or on our Facebook page, at Comics for Fun and Profit. Or through our Gmail account, Comics for Fun and Profit at gmail.com. All this stuff can be found at ComicsFunProfit.com. If you're confused on anything, if you're listening to us on iTunes, feel free to drop a five-star review and a little word of thanks to us there. Um, it does shoot us higher in the podcasting ranks and helps us be a little bit more searchable and obtainable. And we appreciate everybody who's done that. Uh, so we want to thank you so much. Well, we want to enjoy these ones. We got one more week in March. We'll see who takes the week off next week if we get any books coming out there. So, for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>